because of that internal work, that was like what I chose to, to, to walk away from. And internally, I'm much more, I'm, I'm a lot happier, a lot more aware of myself, my, my strengths, my weaknesses, all these things. So again, it's, it's in a society where everything is external, I think we all need to start working on internal. Hello, I'm Tiffany Trithowen and this is the Myself Included podcast, the show about turning taboo topics into the bread and butter of our daily conversations. I hope you enjoyed part one of this episode of Lewin. Thank you for joining us on part two as we delve deeper into why we have both received support from a therapist and how doing the inner work has a positive ripple effect on our outer world. Let's get to it. Here's part two. I mean, I don't know about you, but going back to sort of self-companion, the, the, the biggest thing I noticed with Charlotte so early on was that I'm always told, like, I'm overly sensitive, I overthink, and, 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 and you hear it so much, although I knew it was also um, a superpower, as they say. Um, it obviously has a lot of challenges. But what I liked about Charlotte, and, you know, this could be any um, professional help, is that she is completely external. She's got no bias about my friends, my family, my partner, anything. So when she started to say, no, you're not, you know, those things, and there's a lot of great things going on, my friends and I said my confidence grew tenfold. Because, yeah, you just, it gets like ingrained and you hear and you think, well, I'm obviously sensitive and I'm overthinking and doing everything wrong. And then for somebody who doesn't know anyone in my life to give her take on it, you think, oh, okay, there isn't just one storyline that I have to go along with. Like she hasn't got any, you know, what's the word? Like any links to them. So she's just going to be honest. And um, yeah, and then I just think, People, I think people find it hard because obviously you just kind of said then, I guess you've been seeing her for a couple of years, um, which I have as well. And I think people do think you like lay on this chair and I have been through quite a lot. Like I lost my dad when I was young and stuff, but I think everyone thinks, oh, she must lay on a chair and talk about her dad all the time. <laughs> and it's like, no, there's all this like evolution you go through. Um, and I think also, although people also think that, and they also think that, a lot of, again, friends and partners and family panic that either in my comedy or my, I think my therapy, that they're going to come up in conversation. You just, it's like, you know, even if I date someone, it's kind of like, oh, you're going to talk about this. And same with comedy, you're going to talk about this. And it's like, your therapy can be about, you know, a tough day at work or, you know, or maybe a bit of a, a story you're telling yourself or so many things. And to be honest with Charlotte now, I, I think I'm, probably three and a bit years now, she's more of um, of a life coach. And I can tell the difference I've had because even now, sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes she calls me when I've asked her just for a quick 10-minute like pep talk. And I think you can see how far you've come on because I say to her, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> but, so it's like I have learned a great deal. Like Obviously, she equips you with this toolkit. But you sometimes still just need to hear that sort of voice from that person and, you know, their take on it. But, um, yeah, I don't know about you, but I just think people see it as one or two things. And actually, it's a, a complex journey. Um, and some sessions are more of a friend chat. Some sessions are really deep. Some sessions don't feel there's a lot of takeaways, but actually on the surface there is. And other ones, there's a massive light bulb. Or it's I sometimes go in thinking I'm really happy and I I'm in tears for some reason. I don't know about you, but yeah, like I've said quite a lot there. But um, I just think it's a complex journey. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. And for me, the, the most amazing thing from it was the connection. So a quick example: 
when I'm putting my daughters down for bed, yeah. when I'm getting annoyed they won't go to sleep, I'm very quick to be aware. It's nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. It's something else. So it could be something stupid like, I'll go to sleep because I wanted to do a workout at eight and it's 10 to eight and still not asleep. But now I quickly go, why do you want to do a workout? And then I quickly go through those steps and go, uh, okay, maybe just let that go. And as soon as I let that go, I'm like, right, girls, do you want to read another story? And I'm absolutely fine. So that's the superpower, I guess, that it's given me. Just yeah. very quick to be aware of, okay, why am I acting like this? What's my programming? And go, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Ah, that's why it is. Like, sort that at the root level. Are you okay now? Is the situation okay? I'm like, no, it's okay. Yeah. And I know my little triggers now. So it's um it's yeah. really it's really helped, even for the way I um it's obviously like I said for my, my daughters, the way I parent, mm. I'm a lot more present because I know you know they always say like what's my shit and what someone else is like if it's mine, yeah. don't throw it on other people, like deal with your own yeah. shit. Um and I think that's been big for me. You know, I just go end of the day I can sit in a quiet room and deal with my own shit and then like yeah. go back into the world a little bit more like chilled and less like reactionary uh, to things that are happening you're right though that people do look at you like you're mad and I kind of think well if I wasn't mentally well you'd probably be judging me for that so I you know I think again Roman Kemp said this I feel like it takes a lot of courage to, to speak out and I do think we are making a lot of progress I said this before I think in the podcast and I do think speaking up can help but for me it actually didn't I actually had quite a lot of negative response and I feel the same you know I picked and choose the audience of which I say about having a therapist and you know what a lot of my friends and family do now. You know, I think the older you get and you go through divorce and all sorts of bits and bobs or friends and family do, it's more common now. Um, but yeah, like there's such a... And I just think, well, I've acknowledged the problem. I've gone out of my way to find a solution. The solution actually costs quite a lot as well. And you're judging me for it. And it is just like physical health, mental health, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, if it's going to make us, you know be more self-aware and confident and all those great things, why wouldn't you invest in that? And I think if you sit there and go, oh my God, I spent X amount of money a year on therapy, you're foolish because you can't put a price on that. You're probably a way, that sounds all, but you both of us probably a way better person than what we were before we went into that process. Do you know what I mean? Like it's priceless what we've had, I think. Stupid purchases that I would have made on mm. things that I didn't really want. For example, maybe the car that I didn't have to buy because I'm more secure with myself and I don't need to show everyone that I'm really successful and rich and cool, you know? Yeah. So, you know, if you want to look at it like that, but of course it is priceless. But, you know, you said about the, the, the PT aspect. The problem with it still is you only go when there's something wrong. Yeah. So when you talk about it, people go, well, what was wrong? I'm like, no, nothing was wrong. Like my life's amazing. I just thought I think it can be better, and I wanted to go down a little rabbit hole. It's like, why would you go to the gym? Or well, people do, don't they? I'm I'm overweight. I'm not very fit. I went to the doctors. My blood pressure's too high. I'm going to go and exercise. Whoa, great, obviously amazing, but you kind of got it wrong. You mm. should have just done that anyway. So again, it's mental health, like physical health. You don't look at someone who's in good shape and go, why are you going to the gym? Yeah, you're in you're in shape. You shouldn't be going to the gym. I'm like, well, I want to stay in shape, so I'm going to keep going to the gym. And that's not weird. So why is it weird to go? Oh, yeah, I'm checking with my therapist. 
Like, why are you okay? Yeah, I'm great. I thought so. You're crushing it. Yeah. I want to keep doing really well in my life and enjoying myself, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it's just a, we have to have a cultural shift. Mm. Um, I think it, I think it's coming. I really do. Mm. Um, like I said at the start, like the, the bigger names talking about it. Um, so, so, so yeah, I, I do think it, it's starting to come. And I just think people will hopefully put that as more of a priority. I guess the problem is, Brands can't make money off us being secure because if I don't need the clothes to define me, if I don't need the car, the house, then the the society that's built on capitalism goes, oh no, like, yeah. if they're happy to go camping and they don't need this five star hotel because they've realised it's about who they're with and they don't need to have to go to that hotel to show off with their photos and tell people where they went. We won't make as much money uh, again. Like, want to go to yeah. hotel? That's absolutely fine. But that's something that, even for my own life, has been interesting. I'm like, oh, I went camping last year. Really fun. Like, it was yeah. really good. But when you when you tell someone, oh, what'd you do? Oh, I went camping. Oh, cool, cool. Where'd you go? Oh, I went to the Maldives. Oh, cool. You're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. I went camping because I wanted to. Like, you know, I can't afford to go to the Maldives. And then that ego is like, starts going. And you're like, whoa, calm down. Just calm down. That's your shit. Don't put it on anyone else. Just live your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, d- I just think it will, it will come. Maybe, maybe for some people. We'll see. Some we'll see. Yeah. So when you did retire, did you notice a shift? Like, did you and did your missus notice a shift when you were no longer doing it professional? Did you have more time for the kids and stuff like that? Yeah, it's interesting. So she kept saying, "So we used to go to the park uh, and do park run." And I remember yeah. a few times she just turned to me and she kept saying, "Thank you so much for retiring." Mm. And I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, and with the with the children, it wasn't a, an issue of time; it was mm. being present. Yeah, you know, one one of the perks with you know professional football, you know, you don't work long hours, do you? You train in the morning and you're home. Yeah. But all I was thinking about was football, so I was just I'd be sat at the dinner table, sat in the kitchen, and I'm not there. Like you could talk to me, and I'm like, I'll stare right through you. So for me, it was more just being present, and when I'm there, I'm a hundred percent there. Um, so yeah, definitely. I remember my mum has a twin. We went on a holiday like two weeks afterwards. Um, and she said to my mum, she said, Oh, like Lewin's quite funny, isn't he? <laughs> You're because they, they'd only see me after games, you know, when they come to watch you. Yeah. And then with the, and I'm literally like either thinking about a mistake I made, thinking about something, or I'm in pain or or I'm just exhausted. So I'm thinking about the game and they're talk, trying to talk to me and I'm just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk to you. I'm in my own shell of trying to just survive this environment. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of my family, like I've got a cousin I'm really close to, and she yeah. said to me, I thought you were like a bit of a dick. <laughs> she was like, you were so grumpy, dude. She was oh, like, man. you were horrible to be around with. I was trying to talk to you at family gatherings and you were just like one word answers. And she was like, and I love this person. Like, yeah, yeah. We're my best friends now. So again, these are these are really important things, mm. but internal things that don't impress anyone. Again, we go back to the pressures. Like, no one's impressed by my relationship with my cousin that we go for coffee and have a great laugh. Yeah. But they'd be impressed by my job title, my salary, etc. And again, it's just trying to 
stay true to things that you really value. And that is difficult, I won't lie, because again, we're in a society that's constantly pulling us into comparison. You know, your job defines you, your salary defines you, all these things. So you've got to pull yourself back to be like, what do, again, that desert island kind of mindset. What do I value? Like, yeah. said, learn. No one actually knew what's the most important things in my life. Is it my, my friend, my family, my, I don't know, my, my hobby of playing Mm. Know, golf or whatever it is you know yeah. and put more energy into that because I've definitely been guilty of putting my energy into something that maybe maybe had a had a reason I think I did have a reason to do it um but maybe if I'd have kept doing it essentially if I'd have kept doing it after 29 it would have definitely been all yeah. for the wrong reasons and I think that would have I do think it would have really caused some issues in me yeah. personally because, you know, then you start to have to, you know, you, when everyone masks certain things and goes through certain things, it's always like this pain that they're trying to deal with. And because they don't, you end up like, I don't know, like self-destructing. So I definitely felt aware that, okay, I need to go now. If I yeah. stay, I might have been okay, but I just had this feeling like, no, you need to go because it's going to start taking, taking too much of a toll mm. on things that you hold dear. So now yeah. is the time to just like step back, yeah. Step away. Um, yeah. I do think though, like with going back to like the camping in the car and like projecting and everything, I like to think though there is a point where again if you work on yourself and you're confident in what you've your decisions, what you've done, I almost think you almost like have this again, it could be you being funnier or you have this sort of glow that regardless of what you say, whether it's just like, you know, okay by society, because you've owned it, you can't really challenge that. Does that make sense? Like I feel like a lot of people play this bullshit production that they've kind of got this car, got this happy marriage. And for me, if you're popular or pretty or happy, whatever, you shouldn't have to keep saying it. Whereas if you actually are just that, you probably are happy in your marriage or do you know what I mean? And I think sometimes, yeah, when you work on yourself enough, yeah, I just think you become you and sort of glow in your own right. And people, yeah, if you say, I went camping, you really own it, that people are less like to challenge it because they're like, do you know what? He actually looks like he's happy. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, that's what I I try and strive for. And it's, it's hard because you still get into that ego thing of, well, I went to Spain too, or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> but if I try and remain in my head, like, don't get into that because it, it, what they're saying is just so not the case you know what I mean it's like almost funny I think what you said is so true what we really want is that contentment yeah and when we see someone with it they could have materially they could have nothing and we go but they're glowing what's that I'm I'm trying to get that I might be trying to do it through a promotion Mm -hmm. car whatever it is but that's what I'm getting and even I've been around people that externally materially they didn't have anything that was impressive but i was like i'm jealous of you yeah I'm really jealous because it's something in your eyes you're just you're present you're glowing and yeah we're trying that's what we're trying to get to really we're trying yeah. pretend like we're getting these other things but what it all is 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 that end result and you know i think we're humans, aren't we? So there's always going to be an ego. I have an ego. Um, me and Charlotte always turn a bit my humble ego because I'll pretend like I haven't got one, but deep down, like I really have. 
Um, so I have to be careful. Um, but again, when it comes up, it's being aware of it and not putting it on other people. So when I have that conversation and I'm going, for example, you know, I'm going camping and someone else is going, I don't know, to Dubai, I will have that little ego thing of, well, I, you know, I could go there too, but I just want to go here instead. But I won't say it. I'll just yeah. go, oh, like, awesome. And I'll deal with that. And then later on, if I have to, you know, meditation, if it comes up, I'll have to sit with it and go, so why did that trigger you? Mm. And again, we live in a world where everyone's triggered, which is fine, but be triggered internally. Don't, like... You don't project it. Don't project it. Yeah, like, be triggered, but it's you. It's not the will, it's you. So go and sit down and go, why did that affect me so much? Why did that make me feel a certain type of way? Yeah. Yeah, figure that out on your own. Don't make sarky comments or blah, 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 or try and compare or try and do one-upmanship just so you can feel like, oh, I'm okay with myself and I don't feel as, like, I don't know, insecure or vulnerable as I just did when they made that comment or posted that selfie or, did you know? Yeah. And what I find very interesting about the, the meditation to start with, the therapy, just trying to be more, more present and aware, even though I think saying that, don't know with the woke, woke culture you got to be careful because i think that's almost a too that's too far so we've got to have a, like a happy a yeah. happy medium we don't want to uh, rock too far on the continuum does um does charlotte ever talk to you about hot potatoes which sounds really weird to the listeners and sometimes like, i literally get into the ch- I, you know talk about chairs but i do get in the chair and i'm like the amount of potatoes people throwing at me <laughs> but yeah that's like them like you say projecting their thoughts which is fine and um, yeah you kind of sometimes got to kind of choose your battles or know that it's not coming from you it's coming from in them and yeah it's it's a funny old thing um so what kind of made you kind of want to receive professional help from charlotte what kind of led um, to that decision just wanted to, to delve deeper like, yeah just sitting again and, and trying to, to keep up with a meditation practice as much as i could and having these things come up and being like, okay, these things keep coming up. And I don't quite know why. Mm-hmm. And I don't quite know how to solve it. So I'm going to go and find someone to help me figure this out. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't think I'd be doing it that long. <laughs> but it was, so, it was so enlightening. It really yeah. was. I just saw how, yeah, just connecting the dots through things that happened in my life. Again, how I react to certain things, mm. seeing how I improved my life with with my family, etc. And just you know, keep on peeling that next layer and going deeper. And then you know, you sometimes sit down and you think, yeah, I think we're done. I think I'm good. Thanks, thanks, Charlotte. Like we don't need to. Uh, <laughs> what I say? <laughs> we, don't, we don't. We don't need to do this anymore. I am absolutely fine. I am enlightened. And then, like, a week later, you're like, okay, I, uh, <laughs> it appears I have a few more layers. <laughs> and, and figure this out. So, yeah, just trying to, trying to, I don't know, be the best I could be, be curious. I, I don't know. And it's just been so fascinating. It, it's made yeah. me want to keep, you know, going down that little rabbit hole. Yeah, I can't really, it's funny. Like, I guess the ego thing, I thought, like, once it got to, like, I guess like two years, maybe I thought, oh bloody yeah. And I kind of I'd hear about other clients of hers and I thought, have they been here as long with me? Um, but now I can't really, I don't really want to see. Obviously, 
like yeah say we did get to the point where we really did feel like we'd done what we needed to do and i do think she's had clients that have come back and that's absolutely fine um but what does that really look like and what does that mean like in some ways i don't really want to see her not in my life if, if, if like you say if there's more work to be done and i think again you go through different things in your life like marriage then potentially divorce or whatever um why why have we all like put this sort of final mark on it but you know why can't we be there for a couple of years huh? because it's still seen as mental illness yeah so when you wow. are quote unquote fixed you should stop going mm. so again even the even you know you saying that there you're trying to fix something as opposed yeah. to you being and you are being you're trying to live at the most highest potential of yourself yeah as opposed to i am seeing this person to try and fix something it's like it's not a fix it's just going and it's almost going. like a, a boost a, a superpower yeah you know i'm trying to get 100 percent of life out of each moment yeah and this person helping me do that so again it's just even the way we look at it, it's, mm. a, it's a change of perspective of why you do it in the first place. And again, I think without even knowing, most of us are going to fix a problem. And when that problem's fixed, then I can stop going. It's like yeah. I go to see the personal trainer, and when I'm in shape, I'll yeah. stop going. Instead of going, all right, you just see one for the rest of your life, so you just remain in shape. It's like, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, and I think with the fixed thing, like it's a bit deep, but essentially my, my dad was an alcoholic and he passed away when I was younger. And for many reasons, I don't think, and it sounds awful, but I would end up in a similar situation. Even just things like I've, I've moved to a different area and he's, he's not here anymore, so that I'm not influenced by it. all those kind of great things. But I still sometimes panic, particularly because I'm very much like him and his side of the family, that what if I did end up, not necessarily as an alcoholic, but what if I... To, you know, made some decisions or behave, you know, sometimes sort of acted a bit cowardly, for example, or he, again, ever thought he was an overthinker. So I sometimes like panic, am I going to end up like that? But I remember Charlotte said again, very early on, and she still says it, well, I know what she's going to say sometimes. She said, the fact that you're here now is why you won't be like your dad. And it, it's, you know, it can just be a small sentence like that. And if somebody projects something like, oh, you're just like your dad, my brain will go, oh, I'm going to end up you know, in a ditch, in a terrible situation, but then I have to rethink, yeah, but you've, you've put the effort in, you, you go see her and that's why, and it's not, you know, it sounds like he's a really bad person, but, you know, it's, it can be something so small like that that speaks volumes. And, and you know, him going, he's been gone 15 years now, but say I get married or something, can I walk down the aisle? There'll be different points in my life that I will need potentially someone's support. Like you say, it's, why not relish your life rather than wait till you're in a really bad place and then go see her? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's so true. It's, yeah, it's, uh... So when you kind of like went through, because you said you got those layers to yourself, like when you went to see her, was, did you kind of go into other topics you weren't expecting to, if that makes sense? Did you explore other avenues you weren't? Yeah, I guess, I think the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing, yeah, there was, um how much my younger life and i say football but it's because mm. i did it i was six i don't really know anything else yeah um, affected me and still yeah. affects me now in certain ways that was very interesting i didn't really realize because i remember the first time i sat on the chair <laughs> <I remember. laughs> 
It's like Big Brother or something, isn't it? Oh, I know. The first time I sat, I remember sitting there, the first thing I said, she, you know, I think she said to me, so what brings you here? So <laughs> and I said, my life is amazing and I just don't feel amazing. Mm. But logically, I know it's amazing. I have got everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. And I was like, so why? And it's yeah. like, that was the start. And then from there, just like went down that rabbit hole and I was like, oh, cool, that's why. Oh, cool, that's why. And then it just all started to, I guess, unravel or it's like frosted glass. It starts to unfrost. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. That, yeah. That's, you know, clearer to me now. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it helps, like, I don't know the full sort of background as to why Charlotte does what she does or like what she's been through. But I think when you know that they've been through something and we're all human, you connect even more, don't you? Don't feel judged. And yeah, I mean, she, and she's brilliant at what she does as well. Um, so yeah, I think there's certainly, like you say, a lot of layers. To <laughs> and, and it's, you know, I have to be careful. I, I remember when I first started doing it, it, most of the time I'd come and see her and I'd be really annoyed that other people aren't doing this work because you know you're yeah. out in the world and everyone else you can you can almost see it in other people because you're mm. so aware of it yourself i'm like you need to see a therapist you need to see a therapist pretty much everyone in this room because you're all doing this weird little human like i don't know like alpha and just weird stuff i'm like can everyone just can everyone just chill and just have a conversation but we're all trying to one-upmanship like oh where are we but again we are social animals so we can't try and get around evolution, but just my awareness of everyone else's crap yeah. that they were throwing on people, I was like, whoa, this is yeah. really interesting. I, yeah, I get quite resentful and I've said that to her because people, like you say, project what they want, they all hot potatoes on me. And I think one, I would like, obviously I'm not perfect, but mum always said, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say it. And I, when people do things that I think have a ne negative impact, I think what was your reason behind that so initially i always think why did you do that then i always think yeah I, i've invested in myself to, to be here today you're giving me shit i'm paying to like talk about the shit and they got no idea and there's so many memes that are like something like what is it I, I go to therapy because of the people that don't go to therapy there's so many memes about it um yeah and you know what some people, I won't say who, but some people, my sort of family and friends, I was probably the first one or one of the first ones to go to therapy. And again, you kind of think my background probably makes a bit of sense. But as, again, we've got older and people have had miscarriages or divorce or, you know, hard times at work, et cetera, more and more people are going. And I think I did somewhat kind of pave the way because when I said it, it was like, oh, what's that about? Like, you know, you're ill, blah, blah, blah. And then when more and more people did it, I think I sort of opened the door a bit for them. And again, I'm a bit envious because I'm like, well, I'm kind of proud, but also like, well, you didn't yeah. act like that when I told you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's social norms, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's normal. All it means is most people do it. How many weird things do we do in society? Because everybody does it. It's absolutely mm. normal. Um, so yeah, maybe you have to be the person that does it and you are laughed at. And then I think there's three stages. It's like they laugh at you, then they agree with you, then they follow you or whatever it is. So, you know, yeah. if you have to be that first person and put yourself out there and you're going to get some people negatively commenting around it. And to be honest, for myself, I probably don't make it public 
but I don't hide it. Like if someone asks me, I'll be like, yeah, I, you know, I've seen a, a therapist, a counselor, but maybe I don't promote it just because I'm just like, oh, I just can't be bothered with all the stereotyping and judging. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of pick and choose, so I tell. And I always wonder if I bumped into Charlotte, depending on who I was with, I think it'd be interesting how, I think we had that discussion again, sort of, not too early on, but I think, I don't know about you, but she actually, you know, brought up the subject in case we did bump into each other. Um, and I think it would be quite different depending on who I'm with. It's probably better now because most people know, et cetera. And I do remember once apparently her and her husband like saw me, but I didn't know this. And he was just driving. She was like, watch out for that girl. Cause I was thinking, you know, he was like nowhere near me apparently, but she was like, you know, protective on me. But, um, yeah, I kind of pick the audience when it comes to stuff like that because otherwise it's a losing battle, isn't it? Yeah, it's so funny. I remember once I think I walked past her <laughs> at a park, I think. I was with my daughters. And I remember, and this is a, another thing that I mentioned, I remember thinking, oh, did I look happy? She's caught me in my natural environment. Hopefully, I look like, content and happy. You know, yeah. but again, that goes back to the ego. We want to paint a narrative, don't we? It's like, yeah. and and even I struggle with with this. It's you know, when you. So I went on um, this meditation retreat. So oh, like cool. a five day silent one, um, mm. and I remember sitting there, and almost part of my mind was like, "How am I going to tell people about this? Like, what am I going to say?" Yeah. And it's all, you're trying to create a narrative instead of just being in the moment. You're mm -hmm. trying to go, right, how do I speak about this in the most eloquent way that's going to make people impressed? It's the same yeah. as when she walks past me. I'm like, is she impressed by how like, content and happy I am with my kids? Or did I look really miserable? Oh, no. You know, just so yeah. aware of what everyone else thinks as opposed to just living your life and just going about your day. Yeah. I know what you mean. You kind of like want to go back and sort of say you've done your homework or do you know what I mean um yeah and yeah I think you do sort of you value her opinion because she you know you're going back to what you said about childhood I think there's a lot to be said about you know teachers and parents that don't necessarily mean it at the time but you know a lot can be said or you know can speak volumes to that person that they hold on to forever um and yeah Charlotte almost becomes like another you know core sounding board that you do want to kind of impress or, you know. Yeah. It's like um, with with the people in your past, it's almost, it, it's not your fault if you feel a certain way about what happened. Yeah. But it's like, it is your responsibility to try and like move through it and, and deal with it. Um, and I think that's definitely, yeah, been helpful working with her. But at the same time, I definitely try not to have it as like a, a crutch. So I almost yeah. feel like I don't want to feel like I need to see her. So even recently, like we've stopped mm -hmm. seeing each other, we stopped speaking. Um, just because I just felt like I don't want to make this something that I have to do. Not that I shouldn't. Does that make sense? It's almost yeah. like you can see a personal trainer, that's brilliant, but don't you don't or for me, I don't want to get to the point that if the personal trainer stops training me. I'm like, I can't even go to the gym. Like, I can't even exercise, yeah, you know, yeah. without them there. So this is just me playing around with things myself and yeah. just other, yeah, just other feelings and beliefs and internal programming that I'm trying to like work through. Um, mm. But yeah, definitely such a, such a positive, like, um, yeah, like a outcome and effect 
on my life in, in general. Yeah, I can relate to that because like there was times where I saw her like once a week and then, you know, your situation changes on a number of levels. And now I see her about once a month. It could be six weeks or three, you know, depends. But yeah, there's some weeks where I'm like, yeah, I'm fine without you. And then you're like, oh shit, no, I'm not. And there's other times where, yeah, I can last, you know, a bit longer. Um, I do think, I mean, I'm kind of, yes, I'm 28 in a minute. So I'm kind of going through quite a lot of like, manager roles at work and you know one day I'll probably set down settle down and that will have all these kind of changes and I'll probably still see her um but yeah it'd be interesting to see if I stop seeing her and you know if, if you do come back me or you I don't think that's a bad thing either because your life's probably changed during that time you know yeah definitely it's, actually, it's not um not a bad thing you go to the dentist have a yeah special, you know all these other things we just go for a checkup but if you go to a uh, mental health professional it's just weird isn't it yeah even though as we as we know i think everybody it would be such an amazing world if everyone did it appreciate it is it's not the true, way yeah. we do it it's a privileged position you know i'm very aware that not everybody has the access to doing things like that um yeah but but yeah if, if they if they did in an ideal world it would mm. be brilliant or a lot better in yeah, I think uh, Max say that he like, would often gift sort of people a session, which I'd love to do. But like you said, like I always like um, sing her praises, but I'm also like, but don't get too popular because <laughs> I want to keep seeing you. But yeah, she's brilliant, and yeah, she's growing at a pace. But um, like you say, if more and more people did it, it'd be a much better world, which is very deep, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. Like, I had a, a cousin who I said to them. I think you should go and see her. And they were just like, really? So anyway, long story short, finally got them to go and see her. Yeah. Three and a half years later. Really? They were like, Lewin, that was the best thing you've ever done. That's the best decision of my life. Like, Mm. they're a completely different person. They're just, you know, behind their eyes. Like, I don't know how to describe it. That glow is completely Mm. different. And they were really like, "Mm, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. But again, we all have our own thoughts of what it is, isn't it? Even I think I did. Like, what actually mm-hmm. is it? Because I'd only really dealt with sports psychologists. Because mm-hmm. I only started doing this type of counselling after I'd finished, like a year and a bit after, after I'd finished. So before my experience with sports psychology, it's all performance-based. It's nothing mm-hmm. to do with you as a person. It's just like, right, how are you going to perform really well on Saturday? And then it always makes me think about, but this is, maybe the problem with sports you're, you're treated as a sports person not as a person so then that's where the issues come don't they when people get injured or they stop playing etc yeah. because you lose that where well, i always wonder if sports people had someone to talk about them as a whole yeah. i wonder yeah. if it would just be a lot more leveled um going through the experience and also afterwards as well yeah i think a lot of people think like you just need to do meditation or you just need to do therapy. You just need to eat better. But it's often a blend of a few. For the one is because, you know, it's, it's good to have options, particularly depending on how your day has gone, stuff like that. But also, yeah, most things, you know, it's better to have a bit of a toolkit. And I think it's getting it right. Like the reason why I like Charlotte, um, obviously I checked her all out in terms of like accreditations and all that jazz. Um, but she's a similar age to me-ish. She's come from like a similar industry to me. Um, 
and I think, yeah, in her environment, I always describe this really bad on the podcast, but she has this sort of like um, garden, not shed, but you know what I mean? Like a conservatory thing. And it's just really cosy. And it's, yeah, I don't know. And again, it's difficult because it's not always um, viable for everyone, but some maybe, you know, going to NHS building with a middle-aged man or whatever might not be right for you. And it's finding the right, because she even recently i haven't done it yet but she recommended i think it's called emdr therapy which is a bit like cbt um and she recommended some therapists to me but none of them really clicked and you know i said to her and it's gonna be hard after charlotte but like it's gonna you know you've got to find the right person so i think it's a mix of a toolkit and yeah finding what works for you really yeah that's experience isn't it yeah I feel like with Max as well and you, I could talk to you for days. <laughs> it's been like really intense, but we have sort of come to an end unless you kind of want to delve into anything else. That's, that's my problem. Like in, in terms of these kind of things, I will speak forever because it's so interesting and it's it's a rabbit hole and it never ends and you can speak about it from so many different angles. But um, yeah, I don't want to bore you anymore. So <laughs> No, you're not boring. Do you know what? I don't know about you, but me talking about sort of, society playing this like bullshit production i get really tiresome of like small talks so when i have conversations that's another reason again probably while i've seen charlotte because like max like you it's an actual meaningful conversation where you're saying what you think it's yeah like important topics whereas the amount of times where you go hi how are you yeah i'm great how's your job yeah it's great how's your partner really happy great and it's just so pointless <laughs> do you know what i mean like <laughs> So I love this sort of, although it's in, it can be intense, you walk away and you feel fulfilled. I don't know about you, but like, yeah, I can feel fulfilled. Whereas I have other conversations where they go, oh, it was such a lovely lunch or a lovely chat. And I'm like, was it? Like, it wasn't that for me meaningful, you know? Yeah. And I think it's maybe a personality type. Like you were saying yeah. about, um, you know, quite analytical thinker. I'm definitely the same. So I guess we're always thinking about, these big questions aren't we (laughs) yeah people like why why with some people and sometimes Mm. i wish i was that kind of person just live life yeah they're so happy blissfully unaware of everything and i think yeah i just want to be like you like what you what you're doing next month what's your plan don't know (laughs) (laughs) what what about this oh yeah didn't think about that i'm like of course you did an absolutely amazing that is that is a dream, just going through life one day at a time. But um, there's, there's pros to being analytical as well. So let's, let's not put, us, put ourselves down too much. Yeah, my other half is a bit like Ricky Chavez. Like he loves animals more than people. And he's very much like tomorrow. He's good at like, yeah, he won't plan for tomorrow so much, which again, I kind of envy for him. But also he's quite good at tomorrow's a new day. But I sometimes find that hard because like, particularly say work if that's a challenging time you do it five days a week so he's like tomorrow's a new day I'm like but it's the same shit different day so again I kind of wish I had that at times or like you know your family I think most families are um dysfunctional so you could say oh but it's just your sister or it's just your friend or your mom whatever but when you see them all the time you're like tomorrow's not a new day (laughs) it is interesting isn't it and I think you know, I think it's my my dad earlier, who's um he's a well he's retired now, but he was a psychologist. Um, so we've had some good conversations down the down the years. Um, and again, it's just perception, isn't it? A lot of things, and the whole like 
neurons that fire together wire together so if you constantly like he was saying about how do you have a good day how do you have a happy day mm, yeah it's not necessarily telling yourself have a happy day it's making yourself able to deal with all the crappy things yeah. and not let it affect you so again like the the, the sister the co-worker etc yeah if that just rolls off you and you're just like eh, then yeah. life will be better so in one way we we have a choice don't we in a certain way to have our own narrative of what's happening because you know me and you could take, see the same film we could eat the same meal have completely different opinions mm. but yeah. if we just put that to our life obviously there's extremes but you know yeah. let's say it work it's like yeah great day oh yeah what about blah 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 oh, yeah don't worry about that yeah, like, exactly. mind where maybe before you're like, oh, that's so annoying, but um, that is just you know how we interpret it. Yeah, and you get you gave a good example earlier about uh, your daughter going to sleep and how you could have been like, oh, I've not gone to the gym, but you were completely different just by making that transition switch in your mind and enjoying that story. Yeah, so, I'd, have never, I'd have never known about. I would have not even understood the link. Yeah, exactly. So when yeah. I. When I would have before maybe got irritable, I wouldn't I wouldn't even know that it tracks back to that. Mm. And even further, so you know, from the point of the gym, I, I know four or five more steps further why that is an issue. Um mm. so I think that's probably the hardest thing for people. And this is why I guess we we talk about it so much because we're like, we we know it's like crazy. Yeah. And everyone else is like, what are they on about? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like being aware of something that was like hidden. It's like walking around and going, was this always there? Did you did you see that? And it's like, no, I didn't see that until last week. And then I went to see this person, and now I'm like, everywhere I look. So it's just this thing that's it's always been with us. We've all got different things, but most of us, again, we've mentioned it before, blissfully unaware, sleepwalking yeah. through life. Some people, amazing, like we said. Some people, oh my goodness, keep sleepwalking because you're having the best experience yeah. and it's great. But other people, if you're feeling irritated, like down, etc., it may help. It may not, but it, it may help just to be aware of that program. And it probably happened from as young as two years old. Mm. And you, don't even, don't, you don't even know how things in your life have affected you 20 years later, even if it's not the same thing. So one could have been, sports day when you were seven years old yeah. now affects you at work the way mm -hmm. you go about work you know something your dad said to you when you were 10 about to go somewhere now affects you in your relationships when you're 37 with your son and, you yeah. know it, yeah yeah when you start to get into it you start to see those connections and then you can go oh, okay that's because of that if i can just deal with this and all of a sudden my yeah. you or way of dealing with this moment in the present changes or at least becomes a conscious decision as opposed to a subconscious patterning that that we just run up yeah I, I find that I've got difficult now like I feel like I always say to Charlotte like things about me like being creative or thinking and stuff like that can be a hindrance and I think a big thing is to like why I do what I do and stuff like that and yeah it's it's really hard and then yeah you kind of like you say you're more aware but then often I'm like, oh, so I know why this is happening or, you know, like sort of I'm aware of it. But then shit happens still. And it's, you, can, you have to kind of, like you say, sit with it, don't you? And it's just, um, yeah, it's a hindrance, but it's also 
a great asset. And they say a lot of like business owners and leaders are good when they're self-aware. Um, but sometimes it can feel like the worst thing. <laughs> oh no, I'd rather be really laid back, like you say. No comment on that one. Uh, can um, I ask you a question though? So yeah. in terms of, you know, you're quite creative. Uh, did you say before, like quite sensitive? People said that, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm more sensitive, yeah. Okay, and, and you know, potentially it being seen as a negative thing. Yeah. But, you know, I would find it very interesting in terms of if that creativity and sensitivity made you create something or do mm. a job that got paid, for example, like a million pound a year, mm. do you think that people would say those traits are bad or not very good? I don't know. I just go back to the society thing. Like we yeah. say, oh, these traits are good, these traits are bad. But it's probably because, you know, when you're saying about a, a business owner, quite mm. an A-type personality, quite an alpha personality, quite aggressive, not a lot of empathy, fast, fast, go, go, go. They're yeah. on the billboard. So they're, you know, but it's like sensitive. Oh, you care about other people. So mm, that's not going to get you. Yeah, I mean, I think they hold on to it. And it's true that like obviously someone self-aware and sensitive will take on the burden of somebody else's troubles on top of their own, likely. And, and there is that, you know, awareness, but if that's what your sort of DNA is, and if you, you know, yeah, I don't like taking the piss out of people and I don't think it's nice when people sort of say things they shouldn't say. And I like, you know, doing that, being um, thoughtful and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a part of me, but yeah, it seems negative, but, you know, going back to sort of winning awards or comedy, I would not be where I am today without all the other stuff. And that's what's hard. That's what I say to Charlotte would be the marketing I do, comedy, whatever. Like you know, any job of city marketing is always changing. And you go in one day thinking you do be gonna be doing these things today and you never do. Comedy, you put yourself through an absolute panic attack before you go on stage <laughs> and you wonder why you do all this and you contemplate, you know, stopping doing some of that. But at the same time, yeah, I don't think I'd do it if it wasn't for those things. Like I'd launched the podcast. I've been thinking about it for ages, but a lot of com comedians do it and you think, oh, you know, another sheep. But I did it in the pandemic, the pandemic. And yeah, I just think without the creativity in that, I don't think I'd do what I do. So I actually wrote about this on LinkedIn yesterday. I put that um they've added on LinkedIn dyslexic thinking as a skill. Um, and I added it and I said on the post that there's a hell of a lot that I find really difficult, like even driving and day-to-day -day life. But yeah, I just don't think I would be doing the industry or the hobbies that I do without it. So, yeah, yeah, society is an odd one, I tell you, because <laughs> it changes all the time. You know? So at the moment, this is what we should do, and then hundred years in the future, hundred years in the past, it changes. Certain attributes are not 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 needed, but not at the peak. Mm. For example, think of we are living in a entertainment period yeah if you yeah. are an entertainer you're you're quizzing you know look at singers uh athletes influencers you know you you have the floor is yours at the moment because of technology and how everything's mm. connected you know 200 years ago if you're a really good singer you yeah the, the local tavern and everyone <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just a certain period of time that we're living in. Um, but we're ruled by it, aren't we? Because, again, 
social animals. And I think to not be ruled by it by a certain measure would be a bit naive unless you go and live in the woods. I think you have to live in it, don't you? You have to um, conform to a certain amount. But like I said before about, I think I mentioned regarding, you know, exercise, you can conform as much as comfortable with you and then the rest mm. of it, you don't have to. So, you know, yeah. probably need a house to live in, of course, but do you need that house to impress other people? Or are you happy getting a house that fills your needs, fulfills your needs, if that makes sense? So it's just, yeah. yeah. These are things I, I think about a lot, I guess. So it's almost, you know, questions that I'm always pondering. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you, but like going back to sort of why you like, retired in that as well, and like you were a bit different around your cousin in that, I felt a sense of responsibility that I'm not happy every day. I'm not very being very happy to my friends every day and they did notice a shift but also and as I said to Charlotte a while ago and I was obviously younger then I don't want to if I do have children I don't want to bring a child into this world if I could be a better person before obviously it's never a good time um but I wanted to work on myself first so that I could be better for my current friends and family but also yes I was to have children or something if I can improve myself first then great do you know what I mean so I think there's a responsibility to, to your own self even before you know romantic relationships friends whatever to do it for yourself but also it's the people in your life and maybe the people future in your life you know um yeah. so yeah but we're changing the world that's what we're doing I'm not so sure we're having a not, not podcast <laughs> at the time <laughs> I'm trying to figure our own world out first but no yeah. they're, good, they're good conversations and I think um you know, ones that are being had more um, and hopefully people open up, you know, in ways, in, you know, ways it's comfortable for them to do it. Um, but then sometimes I think these conversations are just ones that you have around the dinner table with your friends, you know? Yeah. I think maybe it's just being open with the ones that are closest to you and having a chat. Like me and my cousin speak, at length and you know we go mm-hmm. deep into stuff because she's on the same like I guess wavelength as I am so you know we get really deep at times and and that's fantastic so you know if at least it just inspires people to talk to their friends you know just talk to their friends about like how are how are things and how is life and you know what 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 are we doing like are we on the path that is right for us etc yeah. um and hopefully move a little bit away from the slightly shallow nature of the capitalist society where it is everything's mm. the front, everything is short term, we want it now, we want it now, we don't want to have to work for stuff. Um and it's all about the, the Instagram likes and the Facebook likes. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're fine, but we need to make sure we don't lose the deeper the deeper connections which I've realized over time which I always knew because people say, but I never really got it. But it is the people that you love, friends and family. That's when you're the most happy, the most content. Mm. I've realised it. It's not where you are; it's who you is. And yeah. you kind of know that. People say it, but recently I'm like, oh yeah. When I look back, all my happiest moments. It's not I was wearing this piece of clothing i wasn't driving it no it was oh we were we were here we were there we were doing this um and then when if they got taken away from me 
I'd be like, oh, yeah, it, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem worth anything anymore. Yeah, um, and so, things, yeah. You, things you grow up as well, you sort of value different friendship and sometimes you lose and gain friends. Like I've known Rachel since I was about 10 and, um, you know, we, we message quite a lot and we see each other quite a lot. We'll still speak for hours on end. And there's other friends that I don't see as often, but when I do see them, I chat for ages. And there's other friends that just tend to have more of a coffee with, and that's fine. But I just think, yeah, you sort of lose and gain and, and have just different types of relationships with different people. And that's, that's fine, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. There's no wrong or right, is there? It's just life and we just reflect on stuff. But um, from a personal point of view, it's an interesting one going, okay, like I, I followed career to the detriment yeah. of everything else it's hard because would you let go of everything that that career gave you maybe not so then you end up wanting your cake and eating it too yeah. um but definitely now i realize that oh okay like it, you know relationships are really quite important to me and i guess now i do spend a lot more time and effort trying to cultivate and and, and keep those relationships that, that i do have yeah 100 percent before you go, you must have heard on Max's uh, episode. So every end of the episode, I ask everyone, I think you know what I'm referring to, but um, when eating a scone or scone, do you eat it the Cornish way or the Devon way? And I can't explain what those ways are. <laughs> I remember this one. Uh, so I'll explain. I don't know which is which, but in my brain, my logical brain, it should be <laughs> cream and jam. Yeah. Because... You butter and jam. So, yes. yeah, it's got to be clotted cream and then jam. The other way is just weird because it's like, I'm going to get really technical. Like, you can't see the jam. And then it, I don't know. It's like you want that big fat piece of jam. On top. What's that? Cornish? I don't know. That's Devon. So, that's what I do. But technically, my surname's Cornish. And the, I do, I kind of get both sides, but I agree, obviously, more of what we've said is they, the, the other people think, the, the Cornish <laughs> people think. The wrong, the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, that the jam is like um, like a sticky, like almost like not cement, but it's like the foundation. And then you blob on, I guess, like a more wetter texture of the cream on top. But yeah, yeah the reason why I do it the way we said is because like butter, that for me is the foundation, and you put the jam. Yeah, I can see logic in both ways, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'll have to try it the other way next time I have one. I think someone said on one of the episodes, like, I don't know, it wasn't quite this, but like, would you put jam on toast first? Something like that. And whatever, I don't know who it was, but I was like, oh my God, that is such a good point. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do it the Devon way. So, there you go. We match in that sense as well. We have come to an end of my conversation with Lewin. Whilst neither of us have the answers to everything, I like to think we've both put the inner work in to improve our awareness and in turn our lives. I could chat to Lewin all day. After all, he knows his why and that's what matters most. You can find Lewin's details in the episode notes, including his online coaching for men who want to get back in shape. I hope you enjoyed the two-part episode. I like to end the episode with the goal is to laugh forever with someone you take serious. Unknown. Till next time, take care.